Hi there and welcome to episode 94 of the LDS study session with your host Matthew Roberts and today we are going to continue with our Come Follow Me study uh, for this week uh, on August 26th to September 1st, 1 Corinthians 8 to 13, ye are the body of Christ. And as I mentioned the focus of today's study will be uh, found in the same section that we looked at yesterday. Um, the spiritual gifts are given to benefit all of Heavenly Father's children in 1 Corinthians 12 to 13. It's such a, a meaty section, this. And I think that even after a second uh, episode uh, today, we, we won't really have delved as deep as we can go with this. But um, there is a lot to take in here. Now, before we carry on uh, to the next kind of part of this um, section that I've planned and studied, um, I do want to share a quote that was given actually at the last general conference called The Atonement of Jesus Christ in April 19, 2019. Uh, by Elder D. Todd Christopherson, um, who talked about the importance of these spiritual gifts, which kind of links on from yesterday, but then I'm going to link it to another aspect of this uh, principle uh, now. Uh, he said, quote, a second channel for these enabling powers is the gifts of the Spirit. So he's talking about the atonement, and uh, he's talking about how the atonement can bless us, and he says that one of the ways that the atonement can bless us is the way in which it enables us to receive grace, enabling power, uh, one of the ways of which in which we get this enabling power is through gifts of the Spirit. Uh, continuing the quote, he says, Because of Christ's atonement, we are, in, we are eligible to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and its accompanying, accompanying spiritual gifts. These gifts are attributes of godliness. Therefore, each time we acquire a gift of the Spirit, we become more like God. No doubt that is why the Spirit enjoin us on multiple occasions to seek these gifts. Close quote. Just a reminder about the importance of the spiritual gifts for us individually and how they can bless us. But I want to move on today um, with this principle and look at how it blesses um, others, how it blesses the church, the organisation um, and other members within that organisation. Paul moves on after he's listed the spiritual gifts and talked about um, the blessing of it and, and why they should go and how they can receive these gifts. He then talks about the why, uh, and he says in verse 14, For the body is not one member, but many. Now, he's referring to here the fact that in the church there will be many with different spiritual gifts, and that it is important that people support, help, uh, sustain each other as different members of this body. Uh, he goes on to say in 15 and 16, If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were the hearing, where were the smelling? He's making the point that every part of the body is required to do a certain function. If we didn't, if we didn't have our ears, then we would not hear. If we didn't have our eyes or our nose or our hands or our feet or our legs or our torso or our, you know, our head, any part of our body, then we would not be able to function perfectly as the body is meant to function. Um, and as it is with the, with the Church of Christ, every member, as was discussed yesterday, has the opportunity and blessing to receive a spiritual gift. But all people do not get the same gift. Uh, we all are, all are required to, to work on our gifts so that we can support and bless each other as a body, a body of Christ, which goes back right again to the title of this week's study, Ye Are the Body of Christ. Um, 
really, you know, it's, it's a wonderful principle and I absolutely love it. The fact that everyone has their role to play. President John Taylor um, phrased it especially well when he said this, uh, quote, The body is not one member, but many, and if one of the members suffer, they all suffer with it. If one member rejoice, all are honoured with it. The body is not all head. It would be a curious body without arms, stomach, legs, feet, etc. It would be no body at all. It would not exist or act. You cut off any member of the body, say an arm, and the, and the body is maimed. Pluck out an eye and the body is maimed. Pluck out both eyes and you could not see. You may have, you may have ever so perfect a body and then take away the legs and the feet and what then? You can do nothing, you can't walk. You've got to be lifted by somebody else and carried about. Uh, without motion and power and activity. So it is with the body, and if one member suffer all, the members suffer with it. The head may be very perfect, but if the arm is withered or any part of the body is injured, the powers of the body are impaired, and it cannot fully answer the ends of its organisation. Hence it is that in the organisation of the Church of Christ, every member should act in its own place. Close quote. Now obviously, you know, there are a number of people in the world that don't have certain parts of their body, and you know, they, they live and they function absolutely fine. But as he says, if there is one part of the body that doesn't work or isn't there, then there is a, an effect uh, to the body being able to perform in the way that it has been created or planned to do. Uh, and so it is important that in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every member plays their part, every member tries to find out their spiritual gift, then bless not just the church, but bless individuals uh, in the church to bless, to help them, to support them. You know, when I'm feeling ill, you know, it's useful to have someone nearby who has the gift of healing. Um, you know, it's useful to have someone who has a gift of testimony uh, so that they can then uplift and edify me or the gift of being able to teach. I mean, that was one that wasn't mentioned in the list yesterday, but it's another one that I consider to be a gift of the Spirit is to be able to teach. Um, you know, it's it's all important in the role in, in the church to bless its individual members. In fact, in Doctrine and Covenants section 46, uh, it says this in verse 9, For verily I say unto you, they are given for the benefit of those who love me and keep all my commandments. And him that seeketh to do so, that all may be benefited, that seek all that ask of me, that ask and not for a sign, that they may consume it upon their lusts. So the Lord is teaching here that if we want to receive these spiritual gifts, if we need, to, if we want to understand the real blessing of these, we need to understand that it will benefit others, um, and it's not for a you know it's not for a show of um, greatness or a show or a sign or you know self gratification. It's to help and bless and support others, uh, and you know I think that this is a really important principle. I mean, Paul goes on for quite a while talking about this metaphor uh, about how the different parts and members of the church have to be uh, act in their function and in their stead um, and then he says in verse 31 but covet earnestly the best gifts and yet i shew you unto you a more excellent way so again just the importance of these spiritual gifts cannot be understated and then in verse 13 he then talks about how whilst it's important to have these gifts charity is one of those gifts that we need to focus on and one thing we've been doing in our family this week, um, or I've tried to do in our family this week, is have this charity heart. Uh, so obviously we should be developing all the all the spiritual gifts that we've been given, but we also, every one of us, needs to develop our charity. It is a gift which should be had by all. Uh, it's a really important one. So we had a kind of just a cut-out heart. Uh, and if you've got the charity heart, then you've got to do something 
nice or loving or caring to another member of the family. Uh, and then once you do that, you pass the heart on to them, then they've got to do something. Uh, I will say it's been a struggle with a four and seven year old to try and get them to think about it, you know, in the moments they possibly could go out and go about and do something. But um, it's a nice thought, which we'll probably revisit in a, in, a, in a while or so when they're a bit older and they can take a bit more um, individuality or responsibility uh, to, to make sure they, they pass that on. But it's, um, you know, I've really enjoyed um, studying about these spiritual gifts. Uh, I think that there's a lot to understand and unpick here, um, not just from a principal side of things, but for me personally, you know, I need to go and pray and ask and I need to go and develop these gifts as well. I think that all of us have maybe an idea of the spiritual gifts that we have, but we don't necessarily know for certain. And I'm certainly one of those. So I, I'm looking forward to, to seeking that out this evening. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the study uh, today. Um, grateful for your time that you take to listen to my to my thoughts. Um, hopefully they've helped you with something and I, I encourage you to share something with me that you've been studying so I can learn from you as well. Uh, thanks for your time and until we meet again.